Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, this is Eden and Kim here with Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode and we want to thank you for listening. Hi, Kim. Hi. <laughs> did, I, did I interrupt a thought? And no, I don't know. I just feel like silly from the last episode. We're just letting it all out. Yeah. You know, sometimes we say like the last episode or we interviewed this person and we reference it in another episode. We, since we're being raw and real, we um, just telling everyone now we record like usually three episodes at a time. That's why we yeah. always talk about the other episodes because we remember. Yeah. yeah, but I was I was thinking in my head earlier, like I can't wait till we, sometimes I think we can always stick to Zoom, but it will be nice when we sometimes, we'll do three in studio, you know, every other month or something. I'm excited to do that for that type of energy too. See, it's another thing, my, my desire to do live things. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, talking about the last episode, yes. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. But see, Susan said to do things with community more. So that's what that's it's my connecting side of me. Yes. And Scott, our producer, owner of Uncle Studios, just told us about his new uh, pets, his stray cats. <laughs> so we'll get to meet the cats. <laughs> yeah, the stray cats is also a band. Maybe maybe Scott's had them at his studio in the past. He probably has. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is more of us raw and real. Raw and real by Kim and Eden. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about something different now. This is sort of like a part two from our last episode. But you're supposed to ask me the questions first. Oh, okay. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to look for the actual question here that was written. So I remember how to ask says that the stray cats have rehearsed an uncle. I love it. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) He he just messaged us on the, everyone, everyone's rehearsed there. It's so cool. I love it. Wow. Was that Scott? Was that when, come on, come on the show, right? For a minute, Scott, (laughs) (laughs) was that um, when they were really popular? Like in the eighties, he says my audio is not coming in. Oh. But who knows? He's had everyone there. I, I, when I used to rehearse there, when I was in a band group, um, we would, we would have, you know, we'd be like, that person's back there. Oh, can we go see them? No, <laughs> we can't interrupt their rehearsal. Oh, but, you know what? Yeah. But I would. That's how I was. I, I don't know. My mom taught me to do that, so I can blame it on her. But I would go up to people. I don't do that anymore, but, um, yeah, right. If I was in that setting, well, okay. Sh- <laughs> if I was in that setting, like I wouldn't care about what they were doing. I would just go up to them. 
it just it just popped into my head. Oh, he says Devo and Ray Parker Jr. Ooh, oh, good sure. ones. I love it. Um, no, it made me think of that time we met Vicky. Um, I know. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, I want to take a picture of John Taylor. Let's pretend we're taking a picture of each other. <laughs> but we didn't, like, go, we didn't okay. go up to him. We were obnoxious. We though. were like, you were like paparazzi. Yeah, we were. But we did not. <laughs> I, I didn't want to go up to him and bother him. But we might as well have because he could see what we were doing. Maybe not. But we we saw Ringo Starr, Taylor Hawkins and John Taylor all in one. One lunch. Half. One yes. lunch. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, very All right. fun. Question. Okay. Um, so I got it. I, no, 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 no. I got it. Okay. I found it. I found it. Okay. So, Kim, uh, this is a question that I a- uh, answered in the last episode. And if anybody would like to hear my answer who has not listened, go back and listen to the last episode. I think I gave a good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what makes you feel alive and fills your soul? Um. I, there's like, I, there's so many things. So I'm just going to say what popped in my head. Cause I could probably name a hundred things, which I guess that's, that is a blessing to be able to do that. But, um, I would say traveling or going to concerts with my family, with my husband and my kids. So mm. there, that's like, that just makes me feel like a natural high. Like it's just yeah. my element. Yeah. Yeah. That is so you. And you know, with all the COVID, not as much now, but for a while you didn't get to do that. Yeah, we still traveled, but um, we didn't go to that many concerts. So yeah, we've been, mm-hmm. oh, I just went to Green Day and Miley Cyrus a couple of nights ago. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. Yeah. And you sent me clips. Yeah. Like, I well, cause, oh, I have to just mention because when Miley Cyrus was playing, she's very good in concert, even better than I imagined. And I just had this feeling like she's going to, she might play a Prince song. Is she going to play a Prince song? But I'm like, that doesn't, it doesn't seem like that would be right now. Like it doesn't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if she even likes Prince. And all of a sudden, like a few minutes later, she started playing a Prince song. And I'm like, oh my God, that was just in my head. Whoa. And, you know, I think Prince had shared with me that she was about to play a Prince song, but it was really cool. Yeah. That kind of goes along with what we're going to talk about today. Just like what we think will, in our minds, our thoughts will be what the world reflects back at us. Yeah. And I think that intuition, that was intuition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit different, um, but we can go into that too a little bit. Okay. Okay. So the next question, what part of what you do feels most on purpose and in your truth? Well, I said in the last, episode that the same answer as you that you know basically doing the podcast in the prince book feels the most like this podcast feels I feel it has allowed me to step into um my absolute truth whereas maybe there was a little bit of me still holding back that this podcast has allowed that um and I think that, you know, if I have to answer something different than what you said, um, <laughs> don't then, copy me, <laughs> then it would be, <laughs> I mean, we can match, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I do, I love doing intuitive readings with people, but I see my daughter is interrupting Nia. Okay. We have to pause for a second. Sorry. No, Scott. we're raw and real. It's okay. Okay. She's saying, can I have a, are you serious? You're asking me that while I'm on the show. That's not that important. Yes, you didn't know I was. 
Um, well, not right now. We'll talk later. Love you. Bye. Go, please. Get out. My no. nine-year-old um, yeah. already had a sweet thing today and asking for a candy, even though she knows that she's not supposed to come in. This is mom life. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep it on raw and real. Yeah. Um, my, I, I would say intuitive readings, but I, I love speaking. So I think like speaking on the topic of intuition and living a more harmonious life. I love speaking. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Helping people to live a more harmonious life. Right. Yeah. Well, and sometimes it, sometimes I'll speak to groups that are not that much into intuition or spirituality, but I help them to see ways they can make their life happier and more inner peace and kinder. So I feel like it's still really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And you get through to more people at once too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, you know, the audience can also ask themselves the, these questions. So I think it'd be really neat um, for everybody to, to hone in on what their answers would be. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't think about these things. And that, that's really what this episode goes back to is, um, you know, bothering to take that inventory on yourself. And, you know, how's my life working? Because, you know, I, I have had several people pass away recently and it makes you really think I mean I already thought about it anyway but it makes you think more you know our dear friend Jamie passing away makes you go you know what every hour counts and so mm. if we're spending our lives taking up our time with things that we're not excited about or happy or passionate about and we're you know filling up our minds with negativity then you know we're gonna we're gonna end up you know, someday in a rocking chair on a porch at age 110, hopefully, <laughs> looking back at everything being dark or miserable when we have the chance to make our life better. Yeah, the people, you know, I think I talked about that in the last episode. No, I'm not sure if I did, but, you know, we have a choice. I think I did. Um, on how our life, and, you know, we don't have control over a lot of things, but how... Um, we are going to mm, approach things. Are we going to let things get to us, have power over us? Um, our thoughts have a lot of power. Are we going to stay in that negative place? It keeps us stuck. Right. And what, what we would love to talk about a little bit today too is I have found that, you know, through years of speaking to groups and, and women's circles and things that probably the number one thing that holds people back are our own thoughts and yeah. and our and our words that we're using our mindset it all goes hand in hand kind of all under the umbrella of communication what kind of thoughts are we thinking what kind of words are we using to communicate how is our mindset um that's going to affect our mood affect our whole day uh it's it's been proven by quantum physicists that the thoughts we have can affect how long we live and how often we're sick, how happy we are, and even what kind of people or opportunities are attracted to us. Yeah. And Eden, you made a good point. You said, um, I think you said it in the last episode that your, your sessions have more breakthroughs with clients because of who you've become. You're attracting yeah. 
that you're attracting people who are ready for that. You're attracting that into your life. And so because you've worked on yourself and taken inventory and changed your way of thinking and communicating, it's affecting other things in a positive way, just in a flowing way. Yeah, definitely. It's so cool. Absolutely. Um, just letting you guys know, I'm acknowledging that my dog's playing with his toy and it's making noise. <laughs> if, if you hear that in the background, um, I can't at least do you it. don't have a, at least your kid is not knocking on the door asking for candy. <laughs> well, she's not home, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other ones on the zoom with us in another place. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So yeah. So, and I, I thought it'd be good to read. Um, cause what we're talking about basically is the law of attraction. Um, so I'm just going to read what this law of attraction is. Um, so the study of <clears throat> the law of attraction surrounds the issue concerning the concept that humans have the ability to draw wanted and unwanted objects into their lives through what is created by one's thoughts and energy to change a way of life. One must change his or her way of thought. Yes. And I think that what happens to a lot of people is that they have a belief that life happens to them. And instead of deciding and reframing it and saying life happens for me, regardless if something challenging happens, you know, or it's a very difficult day, you can still make some shifts and you can decide on your attitude and how you're going to approach it. Mm -hmm. And this all boils down to what kind of thoughts are going through your mind. And the fact that you can actually train your mind to have better thoughts and to eliminate the ones that are not necessary. And so I'll give an example. Like I, I really grew up with OCD with thoughts and it's an actual thing. It's not like the same OCD that you're excessive hand-washing or locking doors or whatever, but I would be tortured and tormented by my thoughts. And I didn't realize it was that until I was a lot older. And I worked very, actually New Yorka, who's been on our show, mm -hmm. she really taught me some great ways to eliminate thoughts and communicate more positively. And so I began, this was probably 12 years ago, I really began consciously throwing away the thoughts that come up in your mind into the ocean. Each time they would come up, I would throw it in the ocean. Unless there was something valid that I go, oh, this is something I really need to heal or work on or pay attention to. But most of the time they were self-defeating thoughts. They were stuff from the news or wherever, like I picked them up, things I heard, um, you know, old habits of fear coming up, old habits of self-doubt or whatever. So I trained my mind pretty soon it was happening 100, then 50, then 40, then 20, and then almost none. And now when they come up, I'm able to know. And it's it's almost like in the background, it's almost like you have background noise and I just ignore it. Um, mm -hmm. Or I'll say, that's not true. I choose peace. And Robin taught me that. That was another guest we had on our show, Robin Duncan. <laughs> yeah. But she said, you know, that's not true. I choose peace. I let God decide for me. Or you can just say, that's not true. I choose peace. But Basically, knowing you're not the only one, you're not the only one who has, you know, obsessive thoughts, or like, if you're guilty about something that goes on and on in replay, over and over in your mind could mm -hmm. be for a really long time. I mean, I Years. had stuff. 
Yes. Years even. Mm -hmm. It could, it could be bad. I had it so bad when I was younger that I had replays going on over and over about stuff. Even when I was at a movie, at a concert, hanging out with friends and it felt like I was being tortured. I didn't know how to turn it off. And so most people that don't have that severe, um, still have those negative thoughts. Like I don't deserve that. I'm not as good as so-and-so I'm fat. I'm, you know, um, not that smart, whatever it could be. And so if you consciously tune into your heart and soul and go, wait a minute, this is, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel true. You can decide to stop those thoughts, you know, and, and start to throw them in the ocean or say, stop and laugh at them. Even, I mean, there's so many different techniques that you could do to start to train your mind to make them less and less so that they're not wreaking havoc and causing chaos in your life because it really does make you have a bad day a lot of times you know yeah um even bad relationships and bad um life like just everything could turn out bad just because of the way we think and most of the time what we're thinking is not true Right. So, but that goes back to the, you know, I'm, I'm so such an advocate for healing the inner child. Um, you know, we could do a lot of that work because that's where the root of it is, why we think the way we do, um, you know, what environment we grew up in and um, how were we raised, um, all the programming and the conditioning that goes along with that imprinting. Uh, so that's all one thing that we could do to heal this. Um, but then there's the, once it heals, we don't know how to, how to not live with those thoughts anymore or not, not have those thoughts anymore. Uh, it becomes then a habit. And then, so then you have to realize, okay, this is just what I'm repeating is a habit, What I keep doing to like myself. Complaining. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Complaining. Definitely. That's a that's, habit. Yeah. And it's, it's also like little things that I've gone through. Um, like, I think it's called for me, like, I think for many people, many limiting beliefs mm -hmm. where I just, I believe I can't do something or I'm not good enough. I, I shouldn't try this. Um, or it'll never work out because I always had failed relationships or, you know, anything like that. But those mm -hmm. are all just the, the stories that we've told ourselves that we can start to let go of now. I think we're in a season right now of um, doing a lot of that um, inner work where, where everybody's now becoming more conscious and vibrating higher. But in order to get there, we have to let go of all that negative self-talk. It's right. Just, yes. That's wreaking havoc on our, on our minds and our lives. Right. And it, and it goes hand in hand with the words we're saying out loud. And so that could go in hand with complaining. Um, it could go with even what's trendy. Like if you notice a lot of the entrepreneurs or even the teenagers are saying things like, I'm so stressed, I'm so overwhelmed. And it's much more powerful to say, I'm challenging myself to be better. I'm challenging myself to be greater. I'm, I'm in demand. I've got all these things going on in my life and your physiology, your, your posture even changes depending on what words you're using. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone is to say, oh, I've never been good at that, then all of a sudden your posture changes 
And that's like a disempowered energy. And if you just, even if your mind doesn't believe it and you say, I know I got this, I know I can do this. It fires you up and shifts your energy. So your mind will start to believe it. Your mind will start to shift. And there is, there's a part of you deep inside that does believe it. You know, there's that, there's that saying like New York always talks about, but it's in the Bible. And it says, if have faith, even if your faith is the size, size of a mustard seed, it can move mountains. So bringing up that little bit of you. Yeah. And, you know, I used to be one of those people that would get angry at the traffic and we live, you know, we live in Orange County in LA where the four or five is the number one most traffic in the whole United States. Um, I don't know if you knew that Eden, but (laughs) it's the number one worst traffic in the whole U S and we chose to live here. And I still think it's worth it to live in California, but it's very silly. If you think about it, that we're the ones choosing to live here and we're complaining and getting angry at the traffic. And when I was first with Edwin, I was only 22 to 23 and I was waitressing and I would commute because he lived, I lived in the Valley and he lived in Santa Ana and I'd commute to go see him and I'd hit all this traffic and I'd be cussing. I'd be like, (sighs) and getting annoyed instead of getting fascinated and going, okay, I live here. I'm looking at the beautiful view. I'm listening to music. There was no um, phones yet. So I didn't, isn't that crazy? There were no phones. And so I would get to his house and he says later, he's like, you know what? The first few hours, I didn't even want to be next to you because you're so tense and complaining about the traffic Mm. that it was like, ew, she has icky energy. And luckily he stayed with me. (laughs) my point being is that we have control. We have to catch ourselves with self-awareness and go, how are my thoughts? What am I saying out loud? Because that has a vibration and that's going to affect not only me, but others around me. Yeah. And I think we can kind of run down the list of um, maybe giving people tips on what to say instead um, of, you know, saying, I hate this traffic. I'm not going to get there. I'm going to get there an hour late. I can't believe this is happening to me. Um, right. You know, something like that. I think they can look at it like, okay, there must be a reason why I'm being delayed. What is, what is it? Maybe right. I would have gotten to an accident or um, uh, I didn't, I wouldn't have been able to spend this much time alone. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> reframe, reframe it. Yeah. You could say I'm fascinated. I'm intrigued by this. Like, you know, going back to the root of what's going on, really most of the time is that we chose to live wherever there's the traffic. Like that's usually what what it boils down to. Um, But the same thing, if you're a really common thing that people say is I'm annoyed, frustrated, or irritated. And that could be at so many things. That could be at a bill or a waiter or, you know, bad service somewhere and, or like someone miscommunicating with us and us getting upset by them. And so instead we might say, you know what I am, I am really fascinated at this situation. How can I make it better? And, you know, I've had that where I've had a rude server and instead of getting frustrated and going and telling everybody the rest of the week that I had a bad server, I might say, Oh, how are you? You know, um, how's your day been going? What else do you do besides this? What are you passionate about? And all of a sudden they feel better. They light up and you have a better experience and the whole situation changes. So 
you know, I like to say if we use positive words, we're inspiring or, or, you know, using high vibration and uplifting ourselves. But if we use low vibration words, we're punishing ourselves. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're having those low vibration thoughts or words out of your mouth, you're punishing yourself, you know, think about that. And, um, what I'm t- so guilty of doing is neglecting, like when you do that, you're also neglecting yourself. You're neglecting your, your truth, which is like, sort of like your higher self. Cause it, I know our higher selves is where we're supposed to reside, but it's really, you know, some, it takes work to do that. Um, and, but it's possible, but like, even like that, if, when something is hard work, I would always give up or not even try because it's just the story in my head. Like it, and I didn't realize I was telling myself, you're not worthy of getting there, of getting to that better place. So I would just like sit in the misery or complain, like you talked about earlier I think a lot of people could relate to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times people will have the excuse of it's too hard. I can't, I can't shift my thinking or communication or mindset. It's too hard. And if you really think about it, it's actually way harder not to, because you're going to have a lot of bad days. <laughs> you're going to have a lot of bad moods if you don't make the changes in your life, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's like deciding to, sit in the dark when you know you could switch light on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think it's for sure worth it. And that goes along with choices, you know, what you're choosing to do in your life. We talked about that a little bit in the last episode. Uh, but, but just that goes along with it, your communication and how can I bring enthusiasm and inspiration to each day? And sometimes we have to make that decision in the morning, like, okay, I'm doing this today. What does this mean that I'm doing today? Oh, I have to, you know, go into the bank and meet with the teller to do some sort of, you know, transaction. Okay, well, I'm going to go in and make two people in line smile and be as positive as I can and be appreciative that I'm able to do this because many people can't, whatever it might be, you know, just to to already decide ahead of time, I'm going to, I'm going to consciously have a good day and be mindful. So when I you, know we had an episode about that a yeah. while back. And you just said, I have to go into the bank. So there's that right there mm-hmm. is where we can change and I say, get I get to, yeah, I get to go into the bank. Yeah. Very good. Yes. And, I get and to. yeah. And that made me think of something else, which is like a lot of what goes on in people's minds is I have to hurry up. I have to rush this or I ha- it's a race. Like I have to get there, not just to a place like one from place to, to place in a single day, but it's, I, I need to hurry up and, and uh, get married and have kids <laughs> or have a successful career. But it's, it's really about letting life flow and happen for us without force. And, and right. get aligned with our, our truth and, you know, our higher selves and what, what feels right for us. But it's more like we're, we're just conditioned to think about what we're, we should be doing, but it doesn't always match what is right for us. And just being happy with noticing the simple things, like, which aren't really that simple, you know, the bird out the window or, you water. know, nature, water. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. We, like we talked about, or, 
watching your favorite movie, whatever, you know, it's, it's just putting on your favorite color. It could be something like that, like, oh, wow, I'm breathing it and I get to do this. Um, and it, it actually made me think sadly of, um, and I cannot think of her name right now, but the, the woman who committed suicide that had been Miss USA. Um, oh, that was recent. Yeah. Yeah. I so, don't remember her name. So um, I know it's in the top. Ugh, it, I can't think of it this second. But anyway, the point being is that this woman, I was reading about her and she had achieved so much and she was only like 31 or 32. And she had achieved like two master's degrees and Miss USA and like just crazy amounts of things already in her life. And she wrote this essay a few, a few months before she died. And she had these limiting beliefs in the essay. She didn't even realize that they were limiting beliefs, but she believed that society expected her to achieve everything in your 20s. And then after that, you were kind of like a husband and it didn't matter anymore. And so what's the use? And she actually believed that. And so really, I mean, I have seen proof that throughout each decade you live, you have a new level of different things you're bringing to the table. I mean, my God, look at someone like Meryl Streep or Tina Turner, you know, Oprah, um, Betty White, who lived to, who just passed away. Um, she lived to be 99 and look at how much joy she brought everyone. And so it's never too late. And so it just made me so sad that no one was able to help her see that that wasn't true, mm, you know? Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Ugh, just, yeah. So we have to, we really have to question those beliefs that pop, that pop up. Like, and I think so many people get scared of, of negating, like, like a limiting belief, like, like no thinking it is a solid belief because it scares them. Like, Oh, everything I was taught isn't true. That's right. not real because we we identify by it and it is our identity. Right. And if we don't have those thoughts anymore, those beliefs, who are we? Right. That's so common. And it, it does, you know, make one do a lot of soul searching mm-hmm. and, you know, deciding. But but it the more we can question and sometimes we need help from a mentor, a coach, a friend, whatever. Um, but the more we can question those things, the more we're in tune with who we really are, you know, and, and we're always learning and always growing. So it's okay to be in that phase of like, okay, well, I'm not sure yet what I believe about that. I'm not sure where I am yet with that. It's okay to be in that yeah, place. Yeah. But, and this has happened so many times for me is you're in a conversation with someone and if you don't go along with what they're saying <laughs> and you say your truth, which is, no, I'm really not sure if I agree or if I, well, I have to sit on that and, you know, absorb this. But most of the time, I think I, I would just go along and agree with them, which is totally out of alignment with my own beliefs, but that's people pleasing, right? You know what? I like what you just brought up because I think that okay if you're in a a conversation with a person or a group and they really genuinely are like what is your feeling on this or opinion or belief on this then you have you really get to be honest because that's your truth but if it's in a group where people are discussing something you don't have to state your opinion if not asked like 
that's more like ego, like, oh, I have to tell them I don't agree. Like, you don't have to. Like, let's say you're talking to a bunch of people about politics and you don't agree with them. Well, we won't say anything about it right now, but just in general, you don't have to go, but hey guys, no, I don't agree with that. This is what I think. Now it's different if they come ask you specifically, what's your take? Then you have to be truthful and oh, well, if they don't like it. Yeah, but that if if you get if you can say oh well if they don't like it, yeah, and then, then that's healthy. It is a healthy thing. Um, but you know, I think there's um, where I was with it was insecure with if my answer was good enough or you know, will people like me if I disagree? And that was in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I looked that up before our episode, and I because there there was statistics out a long time ago. And now it seems from what I looked up that about 80% of people feel they're not good enough. And what, what that boils down to is you're in your head going, do I sound weird? Do they not like me? Will I seem bitchy? Um, do I look okay? Did I spit food while I was talking to them? And so if you think about it, if everyone's doing that, having these thoughts, again, thoughts in yeah. their head while everyone's communicating, how well are we all? communicating and listening, you know? And so it really goes back to getting in tune with who you are and loving who you are and getting that confidence. And um, the more you can learn about yourself and be true to yourself, the more you'll be confident and care less about those things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, it's, it's food for thought. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You don't have, we don't have to decide. We don't, we are not the end all be all knowing everything. It's yeah. just, it's just philosophies, you know? And it's okay that we don't know everything because we're good enough now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Cause me and Edwin and I joke, like there was this guy, I don't remember his name, but my parents had this DVD of a guy, a motivational speaker. And he would, he sounded so funny. He'd go, He'd go look in the mirror and say, I like myself. I like myself. And so whenever, whenever I'm being kind of like down in the dumps, then mm-hmm. I'll joke around and go, just look in the mirror. I like myself. <laughs> it <laughs> so might work. We are enough. Yeah. No, but it was just in a funny voice. And yeah. <laughs> so anyways, well, you, you we sounded like, um, no, well, I was going to say you sounded like Mr. T. Oh yeah. Oh, I met Mr. T before. Oh, and I, so did did too. I did too. He's great. He's a great person. Yeah. Um, dating myself, but, it, um, I, and this is totally off topic, but I, did you ever watch battle of the network stars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I went to at Pepperdine. Oh, that's we would cool. go watch the filming and yeah, he was there like every time. <laughs> That's cool. You know, Edwin met him. My husband, Edwin, met him when his dad passed away and not Mr. T's dad, but Edwin's dad passed away and I was there, but I didn't run into him. And Mr. T was battling cancer back then. Uh This was, you know, this was, I think, 18, 19 years ago. And um, he obviously healed from the cancer and he's good now, but he knew that my husband and his brother lost their dad. And he said all these inspiring things to them and like help them in that moment. So I always oh. look at him really like on a high place. Like he's a great person. Oh yeah. How did he know? Cause they said that he could tell they were sad and he's like, 
you know, what happened? You know, what what, what happened, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> we should do an episode in that voice. <laughs> oh, God. No, we should have him on the show. Okay. Even yeah. better. <laughs> we'll put that out there. Yeah. Mr. T, anyone who knows him, get him on our show, please. When we say <laughs> it, when we say it and believe it and, uh, you know, we, we vibrate in that place, then he will come. Yes. That's what we're yes. teaching everyone today. Napoleon Hill, Napoleon Hill, who wrote Think and Grow Rich, um, he said, what the mind can conceive and believe you can achieve. Mm. So, true. and then I think one more important thing before we sign off um, is we wanted to make sure people knew that if you don't know what your truth is or your purpose is and you're feeling like, oh, I'm not enough. And I think that, you know, a couple episodes ago, Susan Huff was great about talking about that, finding your gifts, but just do something to give back. You know, if you, if you can find a way to give back, it really activates that type of energy where you're figuring yourself out more and you're finding your purpose more just by doing acts of giving back. Yes. And another tip on that too is, um, Kim and I have our own, um, you know, we work with people one-on-one and you can always, you know, reach out to us and we can help with that as well. Yeah. Helping you find your gifts and your purpose. Yeah. Either separately or we work together. Yes. So, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And I hope this was helpful and um, we would love to hear from you and reach us on social media. Or through our website. True. Yes. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. I'm here with Samantha Guzman, and she is an amazing, empowered woman, and she has something great to offer everybody. Here she is. Hi, everyone. Samantha. So great to be here. Um, I just wanted to share with everybody the importance of financial independence. I know growing up as a child, I saw parents that were independent, but did not have money, skills, or knowledge. So I began to seek out how can I become better in this area of my life so that I can have a better future. In doing that, I started to work with finances and debts, but I found myself still not able to reach my goals and not able to keep the money that I would make. It would go away very fast. I then uh, started to learn this program called Make Money Your Partner by Beth Dana. And this program has taught me how I can attract money, how I can fix those limiting beliefs that I grew up as a child thinking I'm not deserving of money. And since I've done this program, I've been able to reach all the goals that I set out. I would say this book is like Think and Grow Rich on steroids. It's like the actual application, like what is holding you back deep inside from not getting to your goals. And so as a survivor of domestic abuse and now finally free, my mission is to help women who are mothers, single, anyone that has struggled in her life, learn about money, because if you are financially independent, you can get yourself out of any situation. And if I wasn't independent, I would have still been in that very bad marriage and not had the choice to leave the situation right away and been stuck. But because I was independent, I was able to make a quick decision, call the police and get free and safe. And so I am a domestic advocate survivor and certified in that area now. 
also a massage therapist. And so I'm looking for women who also want to learn how to become independent financially. It doesn't mean that you don't need a man. It just means that you have your own resources. And if anything ever goes bad in your life, you're able to take care of yourself. So one of my, um, I'm starting my Instagram. I'm still working on everything. It's women.independence. And my email is independentwonderwomen, with an E, at gmail.com. And my phone number is 714-609-5038. So if you need help in financial area or you just need someone to talk to about how to get better in these areas, I would love to speak with you guys. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Samantha. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.